When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, that's us. That's it's you and me, right? Yeah. Are we on? Yeah. The mic on? It's Warren, Ryan, Trey, and Sean, KTSA. Here we be. Man, what a political weekend. Oh, yeah, yeah. I didn't really watch a lot of that. Oh, what I did. What, <laughs> oh, I did. <laughs> you seem a little weary. <laughs> was it a long week? No, I was tell it the you, whole weekend, or I, what was it? I'm actually kind of jazzed. I tell right. you, we, I think we're officially getting into the politics season now. Yeah. You know, kind of, you could be beginning a football season, I get all, you know. Right, <laughs> right. I'm kind of <laughs> now because it's all politics <laughs> season, man. Um, well, it kicked off Friday. And what was it again, again, precisely? What was it? Well, Friday we had the Value Summit in Iowa. Summit. Okay, yeah. Uh, first of all, let me just say this, that Tucker Carlson could run for king of the world and win it right now. <laughs> he is the most amazing and popular figure in American politics right now is yeah, Tucker I can, Carlson. I can see that, yeah. He sat on that stage in Iowa on Friday. Everybody was there but Trump. He sat there and interviewed those people for six and a half hours. I'm not sure he even went to the bathroom. He had to have. Maybe, <laughs> right, maybe right. they had him catheterized. I don't know. <laughs> but he sat there for that entire time. He was entertaining. Right. He was informed. He was funny. And the best part, he destroyed the campaign of the rhinos. <laughs> he asked Nikki Haley, who blew up the new Nord Stream pipeline? <laughs> She looked. That's exactly how she looked at him. Her eyes bugged out. <laughs> What'd she say? And he said, "No, I'm not saying you did it. Right, right. <laughs> but who did it? She had no answer. She was like, you know, right. And in fact, most of the politicians. That's how they sounded this weekend. I'll give you an example here. Cut four, Jimmy. He got to Mike Pence, right? And they were talking about Ukraine, and and Pence went on this long tirade about we need more planes. We need more tanks. We need more javelins. We need this, that, and the other for Ukraine. And Tucker said this. You are, distra- you. You are distressed notice. that the Ukrainians don't have enough American tanks. Every city in the United States has become much worse over the past three years. Yeah. Drive around. There's not one city that's gotten better in the United States. Right. And it's visible. Our economy has degraded. The suicide rate has jumped public filth and disorder and crime have exponentially increased and yet your concern is that the ukrainians a country most people can't find on a map who've received tens of billions of u.s tax dollars don't have enough tanks i think it's a fair question to ask like where's the concern for the united states in that well it's not my concern wait a minute tucker i've heard that routine from you before but that's not my concern wait a minute I'm running for president of the United States because I think this country's in a lot of trouble. I'm running for president of the United States. (laughs) Filth and violence in the streets isn't your concern, (laughs) Right, 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 right. Dilapidated buildings, bridges falling down. Wow. All these things are not my concern. You know what my concern is? And we're going to talk about this here in a little bit. But my concern is Ukraine. Uh, Yeah. Wow. That's great. (laughs) 
Because, <laughs> you know, even Donald Trump was talking about Ukraine over the weekend, and they're going to, you know, they don't make a deal when I'm president. They're going to get everything and more, you know? It's like, <laughs> do, do they not understand how people are reacting to this? Um, 99, by the way, Trump was not in Iowa. He was in Florida for oh, yeah, Charlie yeah. Kirk's thing, yeah. right? And he gave a wonderful speech in Florida, still going way too long, Trump. <laughs> Play the top three records and get off the stage. So 15 minutes and leave. He just went on he and on. He's never going to do that. Right. But he's, he, if he does that, he, you know, he, right. he, he wins the day. I'll tell you who really won. Uh, by the way, DeSantis had to cut 50% of his staff over the weekend because he's not gaining any traction. Wow. So he had to fire 50% of his staff over the weekend. Uh, cut three, Jimmy. Um, this guy, on the other hand, really owned pretty much the weekend next to Tucker, uh, Vivek Ramaswamy. I think there is no basis for us to send our young men and women, our sons and daughters, people my age or any age, to go defend somebody else's border halfway around the world when we should be using our own military to secure our own border in this country. And I will not apologize for that. We have to put the interests of this country first. Yeah, well, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, you I know? mean, I, he's a really interesting guy. And he, he actually is saying a lot of the same kinds of things that Trump was saying back in 2015 and 2016. Young guy, he's a free market guy. He's uh, he's impressive. He's talented. Uh, he's charismatic as hell. Uh, he's never going to be president. <laughs> no, and I wish he would be because that, that just you know. But he I, can find a way. He can find a place in I, the Trump administration. I hope so. There's yeah. no doubt that he oh, can yeah. be. You know, any secretary that he wants to be sure. in a Trump administration. Uh, Trump did have a good weekend. He did speak at Charlie Kirk's thing down in Florida. Right. And then he was on Maria's show. And, I saw that. Yeah. yeah. He, oh, did you? You watched yeah, it? Yeah, I was watching that. What would you on. think? I, he's Trump. I mean, I the the thing about Ukraine was interesting, you know, because he's kind of his tagline for Ukraine is I'd have the deal. I'd have a deal. in tw- That'd be over in 24 hours. She pressed him because he kept talking about his relationship with Putin and, and Zelensky. It's a beautiful relationship. I'm going to sit him there. Both vicious. I'm going to sit him down. And she nailed him, you know, got him into a court. Well, what would you do to end this in 24 hours? He said, I'd, you know, force him to make a deal. I'd, I'd say to Vladimir Putin, uh, you know, uh, either pull out or I'm going to give Ukraine everything they want and more. Uh, and, and he told, and he told Zelensky, Zelensky if I'd make a deal. If you don't make a deal, yeah. I'm going I'm to take everything away. So... You know, I which mean, is what a business guy does. Well, that is you. You you gotta you you gotta work the the deal. And, or, I just I'm sorry. I just turned 14. My voice is cracking. <laughs> puberty again. Puberty is you, just you, hitting me. At you're 55. on those puberty blockers. That's what it is. So you know, it was perfectly Trump. I mean, I I didn't. There was nothing revelatory about the interview, but uh, he he did bring up Tim Scott, which I thought was interesting because you would you've been saying for a while, and you're right that he's gonna. A lot of these people will hopefully end up in his cabinet, and he hasn't really said anything like that yet. Nope. Tim Scott responded with, I don't want to be second place, second right. place is first loser. You know what I mean? But, yeah. but you know, Tim Scott's also going to be thinking down the road. Right. He's If he's you know, offered something, he will he, take it. Yes. Yeah. Um, Trump ended up with 88% of Republican candidates, uh, Ron DeSantis with 4.3. Right. So, it actually... DeSantis wasn't even second. Perry Johnson was second at 7.8%. Uh, so, you know, it was it, it was pretty clear who the winners are here, and Trump continues to just gain more and gain more yeah. and gain more. Meanwhile, the pedo president, Joe Obama, 
I was disgusted once again by what he did on Friday when he was leaving Finland. It was the most disgusting, one of the most disgusting things I've ever seen the man do. Right. With a child. Ugh, what now? Well, um, so this mama, they're in the line, he's shaking hands, going down the line, shaking right. hands, and this mama's holding her kid. And shame on the mama, too. She should have kicked him right between the legs, <laughs> Secret Service or not. But he comes over and he starts doing that, you know, I'm the old grandpa and I'm going to nibble on your shoulder oh, of this kid. he nibbled on her And he's going, Are you serious? Well, I'll show it to you. And she's trying to get away from him. Mama's just taking a selfie. That's all she cares about. i got to get a selfie. Right. And the kid is terrified. She's The look in her eyes is pure terror. Terror. And she's squirming. Wow. And so as she's trying to squirm away, and Mama's trying to get a picture and hold on to her at the same moment, Joe you know what he did. <laughs> he was sniffing her hair. <laughs> so he, he nibbled on her shoulder. And then sniffed her. And then sniffed her hair. That's right. That's right. Well, you know, <laughs> that's who he is. Well. And, no, and not, nobody in his on his side of the aisle gives a crap. You know, I, I, I think, <clears throat> I, I, you know, I've done some more thinking about it. I, I think they're going to get rid of him. And I, and I really believe they're going to get rid of Kamala. I do. She'll be president to fill out his term. Sure. The yeah. first term, right? They really have no way around that. They're right. going to get rid of him before the end of his term. They're going to put Kamala Obama in there. Because <laughs> now it's Joe Obama. It'll be Kamala Obama. Kamala Obama. <laughs> Kamala Obama, ding and, dong. And I'm, I'm, I'm still hanging with they're going to helicopter Michelle in. I don't, I don't know. Because the only way they can replace a black female is with another black female. I think what, I think what, just... Go oh, yeah, with, yeah. Go oh, with no. me a second I mean, on this. Yeah, sure. I, mean, I think with, and I start saying this in 2020. All bets are open right now. Correct. I start saying this in 2020. <laughs> I think what they're going to do is they're going to bring her in to replace Kamala, right? Tell Kamala, have a good time. You had your moment. See you later. Bye, babe. And bring in Michelle, and they're going to tell Newsom, if you come to the party with between $600 million and a billion, you can be number two. Because it's all about money, right? How much money can you raise? Right. So if you'll bring in six hundred million to a billion, which he could probably do, he could bring in six hundred million out of California. He can be number two. He could probably just go to the ATM and take it out himself. Well, he might be able to. <laughs> you might be right. right. You might yeah. be right. And then have Michelle in that chair for at least four. She wouldn't really, Sean, have to work or anything because her hubby's still going to run it. Her hubby and and, and Susan Rice and Valerie Jarrett, they're still going to run it. And then he could ease around it. He could ease in there after uh, four or eight because he's still a young dude. I, I'm thinking that's what their grand plan is. Now let's see if they're going to be able to pull it off. Right? That's going to be the, the I, trick. I just don't see the Michelle Obama thing. I, I, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I, I understand what you're because we've talked about this a lot off oh, and on yeah. over the past year. Oh uh, yeah. I mean, uh, she's sitting pretty right now. I, I, you know, you're I mean, correct. She's, she can you do whatever. You got to get her for Tom Hanks. Yeah, she, she can do whatever she wants. Well, yeah, yeah, right. You know, so I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I still think it's really just as stupid as Kamala. You know, I. But I, I don't. Here's the thing. I don't. This is one of those rare occasions that coming up an election cycle. Well, you know, you know what? I, I haven't the faintest idea. I know one thing. They're not going to let Trump be president. Well, they're not going to allow these people are not going to allow that to happen. As far as who. Yeah. May or may not actually be, you know, be the president. <laughs> I don't know. Man. Kamala cannot beat Trump. 
It cannot happen no, if, no. You're, if you're one up on well, each other. Cheat. <laughs> she spent the and one more piece of sound, then we'll take a break. But she spent the weekend, first of all, speaking at a Jesse Jackson thing where she was sounding stupid again, and her her whole thing about talking to America as if we're all a bunch of kindergartners. She was like, and and I had a I had a, a, a Toyota. And it was a luxury car. It was a Corolla to me at the time. Oh, and I had a sticker, yeah. Jesse Jackson for president sticker on the back. Oh. And Jesse was the first. Think of, you think about this now. Jesse was the first to define rainbows. Okay? He, de- <laughs> he was the first. I'm not kidding you. And then. Jesse Jackson invented rainbows. That's great. And then she talked wow. about uh, reducing the population of the world. When we invest in clean energy and electric vehicles and reduce population, more of our children can breathe clean air and drink clean water. Wait a minute. You just said we're going to reduce the population. That's what she said. So there'll be fewer kids to drink the freaking water. So they, they can't run her. I don't, I don't believe they can run her, and I think they slip in Michelle. They can't replace, they can't replace Kamala with Gavin. He's a white dude. Right, they can't do <laughs> right, that. Right, so they got to have a, a black female to do it with, and I think Michelle's going to be the one. They're going to bring her, in, helicopter her in. Well, we'll maybe. see. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. see. I mean, it could be. Um, if not, if they're going to run Kamala, they really have to cheat like never before because Democrats won't vote for her. I don't know. I, I mean, you look at like some of the populist stuff that's going on right now, as far as the the right and the Christian right and traditional folks reacting to stuff. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I think they're going to have to cheat all the way around because I don't, I don't know if anybody they run is going to have any kind of chance of r- winning in a fair contest. So they could make, they, if they have to run John Fetterman, they probably will. I mean, I, I think they'll just they'll, 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 the fix will be in. I think what I'm saying is that when they cheat, they'll have a better chance of pulling the cheat off. If Michelle is there, they can make more of an argument that she was more legitimate and right. she was more popular than Kamala. Maybe, they, yeah. they know with the cheat and Kamala, th- that ever, the cheat will really be exposed with her. They well, can kind of cover it with Michelle. I don't know they if they give a crap anymore. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, if Fair people point. know that Fair they point. cheat or not. Fair point. Quick break, more Warren Ryman coming up. Lifestyles Unlimited, financialfreedomlivestream.com, financialfreedomlivestream.com. Had a conversation with a friend over the weekend about this. Quite frankly, he's looking at his retirement, and he's reassessing where he is in his life, and he's about ready just to say, you know what, I'm going to hang it up. I'm I'm getting ready to retire. And he's got like a glide path, right, that he's figured out. But he'd like to have some consistent income in his retirement. I said, hey, have you, have you checked out financialfreedomlivestream.com? He said, no, I really haven't. I said, well, you need to. Take a look, financialfreedomlivestream.com. That's where they will teach you online and in person how to invest in real estate, how to start making money in real estate, identifying the properties and doing all those things that are important to you, getting the financing together and and so on. And he said, you know, I really am. I'm going to take a look at this because I'm ready. I'm ready just to quit the daily grind. And at Lifestyles Unlimited, they can show you how you can retire in five years or less. Financialfreedomlivestream.com. The promo code is WARE, W-A-R-E. Sunny and hot. About 104 again today. 77 right now, KTSA. Good morning. Your commute definitely starting to fill. Well, I saw the movie uh, Sound of Freedom on, on Friday. Oh, how was it? Um, you know, it was... My wife and I had, have had this conversation all weekend because we both kind of reacted to it differently, and I'll probably get into a deeper, you know, review when I go on at 9. Um, I, you know, it, the message is very important. Um, I, I did leave the theater and I, I really tried to go into it, pushing everything out of my head. 
Like, I really hadn't read much about the actual movie because, as I told you last week, a lot of the reviews didn't really even talk about the movie. Uh, so I didn't really know, well, what to expect. So I, I'm just going to see a movie with my wife. And let's let it happen, see what happens. Um, I came out, and the, I wrote and made a note. It was a really well-made public service announcement. Um, it wasn't a great movie. Uh, I, we, you know, I was I had a lot of different issues as I'm watching it. Like I, the, I thought the father was weirdly underplayed. Didn't really show a lot of emotion. I, really, the most disturbing part of the whole movie were the opening credits, where they're showing video footage of kids actually being snatched. That was like, oh, that got me. The movie, though, the rest of it was again kind of like. Like a movie of the week. It was it was not a great movie. It wasn't a bad movie, but it wasn't a great movie. Uh, and I kind of wanted it to be... I actually wanted it to be an R-rated movie. I was actually surprised because I didn't even know what the rating was. I assumed it was an R-rated movie because of the topic. And I'm about a quarter of the way into the movie, and I realize the bad guys aren't cussing. There's nothing really violent happening. It's it's pretty pretty tame. It was actually a really kind of a, I hate to say, safe way of looking at that topic. My wife loved it, and she said, well... By doing that, more people will see it, you know, because in our rating, maybe people won't go to see it as readily. I don't know. But, I mean, it was, it was an okay movie, but about a great and important, a very important topic. And, and, and certainly, my opinion doesn't matter. It's, it's made $83 million this past weekend. Yeah. So a lot of people are seeing it. And, uh, you know, I just hope that, I hope it, it something happens as a result, and it's not just a movie that a lot of people go see, and then well, okay, we go back to watching Marvel flicks, you know. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. I, I was, I was, I was. What was interesting to me is again, it's the most disturbing subject matter you could possibly imagine. I mean, we really can't think of anything worse than kids being sold into sex slavery. You know, you really can't imagine anything worse that a human being can do to another. And I was surprised at how not disturbing the movie was. Again, it was just very, you really kind of knew you were, nothing, you were going to see anything really horrible. I mean, even the action sequences, they kind of broke away from. And, and mm-hmm. it was uh, family-ready, I mean, in that sense. Mm-hmm. So I guess maybe that's what the point is, mm-hmm. in that more people will go see it because it's pretty much family ready but i i guess i wanted a different kind of flick yeah well if that was the point then they were then they're winning with it because as you said it made another 80 million this past weekend it continues to pile up the the wins it's beating everything that's out there it's creeping up on tom cruise yeah oh yeah yeah (laughs) i mean that's unreal i mean you know your first your opening weekend is when you really blow your thing and it tom blew it this past weekend then this thing is going to beat him you know in the in the coming weeks so it's it's amazing to see that that it's still out there and still going as strong as it is, and I'm I'm happy that it is. It's a yeah. You know, it's a message that I, I I had told you that I had to. It took everything it it that I had to stay the first twenty minutes, and those opening scenes. I didn't tell you about that on purpose. Yeah, the, the kids credits get, were the most intense the kids part. Get snatched. Yeah, yeah, that is right there, man. That that says it all. Because you see how quickly that. it happens. Yeah, I, I I wish the rest of the movie had been like had been more at that saying. level. I you know what I'm saying? Sure. And it's not that you have to show people mm-hmm. actually doing things, mm-hmm. but the general tone of the movie was was real restrained. Mm-hmm. And for the subject matter, I didn't really get that. But I, I again, I think it's 
because it makes it digestible for more people and more people see it and more people are yeah. no, lots of people are seeing it so right. they did not show if you're if you're thinking they're going to show the actual sex act well, no, I, taking, i'm not saying to yeah, you yeah. i'm saying if people are thinking no or, yeah. or, or an actual violent act against a child or something like that there's none of that in there they don't no, they do not I, show them doing that. i will say this there's also no q on political stuff in right? this movie Right? At all. I and, mean, that is really a dumbass no, claim. Right. And nothing nothing about Republicans or Democrats. No. There's no slam against Democrats or Joe Biden. Or there was none, none of it was, that. It was a completely apolitical movie. It was. Totally. 100%. I mean, it was, it was obviously a faith-based movie, but it, it wasn't political in any way, shape, or form. I will agree, I, I will agree with, 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 with Rolling Stone on one criticism, and it's a criticism I had that goes all the way back to Passion of the Christ, which is one of my – oh, we got to take a break. Let's yeah. – the blonde hair I thought was kind of silly looking. <laughs> yeah, like, that, Who, was, that was distracting to me. Yeah, the, you about the his blonde, hair? his dyed blonde oh, hair okay, was okay. like, yeah. <laughs> okay, he didn't need that. More Warren Ryman in just a minute here on KTSA. Alamo water softeners for you and your family. I was with Alan Townsend when he formed this company, and I was their first customer and have been with him ever since. And I believe in in who they are. This family, in fact, I talked to Trevor just the other day. This family is all they're committed, one hundred percent committed to making sure you have the best water experience. Softening your water through their fantastic water softeners, all the way up to getting the impurities out of your water and harmful chemicals that might be in your water as well. You know, they always put customers first, providing high-quality products that add value to your lives and add value to your home. Find out more, alamowatersofteners.com. They'll send out a whole home specialist for a free water analysis, helpful suggestions on how they can improve the quality of your water at your home, Always from San Antonio's own AlamoWaterSofteners.com. It's hot in Texas, and our electrical grid is getting back. And it's 739. Yeah. It is uh, Warren Rima here on KTSA. We're continuing to talk about uh, the sound of freedom off the air. And I was just saying, because you were is disappointed the right way, a little bit disappointed. I was underwhelmed. Yeah, underwhelmed. <clears throat> so, um, and, and I was just saying that maybe that's why they made the movie that way, is so that the message would lead instead of the movie, right. you know, bombs blowing up and people well, flying in, you know, those kind of things. It's not that, about that. It's more, I, I think a more quality movie would have made the message more impactful. Right. Yeah. Right. Or th- they may have been looking, I don't know, I don't know them, but they, they may have been looking at the message has to lead here. Right, and we don't want people talking about Caviezel for an Oscar. We don't want to talk. We don't want all this other. We don't want all this other hype and talk about that was a great performance. This performance sucked. Now the message is the movie. The movie is the message, yeah. and that's what we want, you know, to to lead here. I I forgot my my thought when we when we came on just now. I was I was in the middle, I was had a train of thought going. I forgot what right. it was. Anyway. Well, so, I, I, I'm just I'm an artsy fartsy guy. So my 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 drive, and I actually saw Asteroid City Saturday night, and I kind of had the same <laughs> issue with both movies. In that, the in in Sound of Freedom, the message was the point of the movie, and so that's what they thought would carry the day. Whereas I think if you make a really really great movie about a really really difficult subject or a message you want to get across, you're going to hit hit people in the heart and the belly in a different way. Than just a movie with a message. So here's what I was uh, saying and thinking uh, as we came back on, that in all of his interviews since this, remember it was shot in 2018. Yeah, yeah. So in all of his interviews, he has cried and he has right. said, God's children are not for sale. And he has said, you know, there's a spe- essentially without saying a special place in hell for people who do this. Right. And you're going to have to face God one day, you know. 
And if anything that he consistently comes back to that I believe is true with this movie is that now you have a decision to make. Either you take this movie in as just something that you went and saw and it's, it's fine as, you know, I was entertained or I wasn't entertained or it's just another movie, or I have to decide whether I'm going to get involved in this or not. Now, who's to say what your involvement is? Your involvement, my involvement, might just be talking about it on the radio and bringing the attention to the subject right. matter. Somebody else who's not on the radio, their involvement might be reaching out to Congress and getting in touch with Chip Roy and people that they can, re- you know, and, and saying you've got to get involved and you've got to do something about this. But I think what the movie does to people, I think, is just my opinion. And you know, that, oh yeah, well, that, yeah. That's, that's why, six mo- that's why we talk, talk about movies, right? <laughs> it's art. Just you my talk opinion about it, it over. is that everybody who sees that movie now has a decision to make. Uh, are you going to get in? Get you, you, you said it rightly last half hour. You hope that something comes out of this. Well, I hope it's just not a big movie that people go see and they forget about. Well, and and the only way that happens is if the people who saw it get engaged, right? So e- either you're going to say, okay, it was a good movie or a bad movie. It, it was great or it sucked. Or it had great points or it had sucky points or whatever, and it was just another movie and you move on. Or you're going to say, I'm going to do what I can. Well, but you this. know what's interesting about that is that there was also something else missing from the movie. I mean, I, he does this, and this isn't spoiling anything because it happens after, after it's over. He does this kind of plea for folks to, I'm sorry, to to see the movie. And 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 there, there's a thing. In fact, we got one ticket free. We didn't mean to, but people are going in and buying up all kinds of tickets. Churches are buying up all kinds of tickets. So you can get free t- Anybody can see it. You can get free tickets. And so he's focusing on that. You didn't really see anybody talk about, well, this organization is doing this. This organization is rescuing kids. This organization is shaking down governments who allow this to happen. Like, there really, there was none of that. There was, watch the movie, watch the movie, watch the movie, make sure everybody, you know, sees the movie. But they didn't then say, well, this, you know, hey, log on to this website and get involved. So I thought that, it didn't really hit me till later on that that wasn't there. There was no call to action specifically as go help these people find these kids. It was just see the movie, see the movie, see the movie, see the movie. And I think you're right. I think that from a from a from the point of view of the producers and you know people who put the movie together, it is sort of a spiritual fork in the road. Like, are you gonna do something or not? I, I totally got that. Even, but I didn't really add any, there, but, you know. But even if you're not spiritual, you know, if you saw that movie, you have a choice to make. Is this going to motivate me to do something about this? Or right. was it just a movie and, you know, it was a good cup? It was exactly two hours. Uh, previews excluded, exactly two hours. So right. am I going to do something now that I've been, now that I invested this two hours? Um, or am I just going to say, well, okay, it was two hours and I move on with my life? That's. That is the real question. You brought it up in the last half hour, and you're right. The real question is, does anything come out of this? And the only way anything, because the forces that are opposed to anything coming out of this are very rich and very powerful, right? Right. The the forces that want to keep this under wraps and not help these children, the forces that are doing this to children are very wealthy and they're very powerful people on planet Earth. The only way something comes out of it is if the people who actually saw it, kind of like, I don't want to say going to see a sermon because that puts it in a whole well, other context. Well, it was. Let's face but, it, it kind of okay. was, yeah. But, but you're motivated. A sermon, you know, right. when you go see your pastor, there's supposed to be a call to action in there somewhere. The application to you, what am I going to do with right. with what my my pastor just spent 30 minutes talking to me about? 
what are you going to do with what Caviezel and all them spent two hours talking to you about? I, again, like, well, yeah, okay, you know, but I, I uh, then why didn't they point out organizations that are already doing this? I mean, you, you and I have seen missing kids on milk cartons mm-hmm. our whole adult life. Right. This is a multi-billion dollar international. I, the other, this brings to mind, the, the other powerful moment were the opening credits and frankly, at the very end where they showed the stats of how much money is being made mm-hmm. and how many kids go missing every month. And we're the biggest consumer in America. That, to me, was powerful because mm-hmm. that's reality. This mm-hmm. is where we are. We're the biggest consumer of this product. Right. So, yeah, what are you going to do about it? You know, so I, I don't know. We'll see. It's it's doing very well. <laughs> a lot of people are seeing it, you know. It's and doing it's, very, very well. And it's not going away. It's building momentum. Yeah. It's, most of the time, movies will launch, and then they'll start to lose momentum. Right. This one has been building momentum since it was introduced. Well, and I, building. I, I, and I think there's there really is, as far as the, the consumer public, I mean, you look at the Bud Light thing, and you, you look at how people react. Oh, yeah? The things in the marketplace right now, it's really different than anything we've seen before in that sense. Mm-hmm. And that people are either consuming or not consuming a product based upon their worldview or based upon their perspective. Right. Uh, and, they're, you know, so I, I'm not going to drink Bud Light because of the tranny in the bathtub. I am going to go see this movie because, you know, I, I'm, I'm a Christian and you know, I want to support Christian mm-hmm. film or, or like a diesel or whatever. So I, I hope that out of that fervor, there's there's. Yeah, something happens, but we'll see. Yeah, that's right. Apple Pest Control was just at my house a couple of days ago, and everything is good at the warehouse. We we passed our inspection. We don't have a bug problem. You know why? Because now for 20 years, Apple Pest Control has been our pest control service. Even before they came on the radio, I hired them first and had them come out and do some pest work at our our new home, which is the home we've been in now for 20 years. And... um, uh, then they came on as a as a sponsor on my show uh, after I had already been hiring them for a couple of years and have had had tremendous dealings with Apple Pest Control. Nobody is more thorough and friendly about this. There's no long-term contracts because what happened to me in the past before Apple came into my life, I was hiring those big companies. They make you sign a quarterly agreement or an annual agreement. And then the service really kind of went downhill because they got your money already. They got your they got your commitment for the quarter or the year, and I didn't want that. And with Apple, there's no long-term con- there's no contract at all to sign. It's just call me when you want me to come back out and treat again. It's that simple. Really, really, really enjoy Stan Goodson and his entire team at Apple Pest Control for full pest control services. This is the one you need, San Antonio. It's Apple Pest Control. 210-695-8946. Can you imagine selling your home and getting paid? 52, Trey Ware, Sean Rima, KTSA. It's Monday. It's Monday. It's the 17th of, uh, of July. Oh, you'll love this per our uh, previous conversation. It's Disneyland's anniversary. Oh, great. I don't know how many years it's been. How My long? wife could tell me. It's been a long time, <laughs> so they're having an anniversary today. Uh, it, hey, you National Tattoo Day. You gonna you, you gonna get some ink, Trey? When are you gonna go get some ink? I told you I'd go with you. Yeah, you did, and it's time. You know, it's about to. I, I've got the message off. I, you know what I did? I took the longest time just figuring out what I wanted said, right. and where I wanted said, right? Because you got to figure that crap out. I have to tell you, just being honest with you, tramp stamps never made any sense to me because you can't see it. I got to have a mirror <laughs> to see it. I, oh. If I if I'm gonna have them do that to my body, I want to be able to see it. Oh, you can see tramp stamps, you're just not. <laughs> 
Well, the you person know what I mean. with the tattoo. You're right. right. <laughs> I want to see what's on my body. <laughs> So. Well, uh, you know, actually, I want to give a shout out to, I guess he would be my nephew by marriage. I got, we got uh, young Matthew in our family who is becoming quite the exceptional tattoo artist and uh, just started on his own. Oh, great. Young guy started on his own a few years ago, and he just does miraculous, mer- you know, it's beautiful work. Uh, it's National Get Out of the Doghouse Day. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. When's the last time you was in the doghouse, Trey? It's been a little bit. A little while. It's been a little while. I was in there on Friday. Yeah. Actually, I think I was in there a little bit on Sunday, too. Were you? Yeah, I got a cot in the doghouse, man. I just go out there. My wife slips me some food. How you doing out there in the doghouse? Good for you. Good for you. What else did I have here? Uh, National Tattoo, get out of the doghouse day. World Emoji Day. No, thanks. Let's go back to using words. Yeah. Can we do that? W- wasn't there a story where somebody was, in, I don't know if it was in the UK or Canada, where an emoji symbol now is a binding contract? I, I don't I doubt saw it. that. I didn't heard that, but I, I, I didn't heard that. I didn't heard well, like, that. If, you, if you're having a te- like a conversation, <laughs> I didn't heard that. I didn't heard that. Greatly. I don't know what you don't. No, I, was, I forget where I was out. It wasn't America, but it was, it was someplace where... <laughs> An emoji is uh, a thumbs up emoji is now considered oh, signing your name oh, to a contract. Please. I think it was Mark Lee Van Ramp and Robbins were talking about that. Uh, uh, okay. But that's kind of the way of the future, sure isn't it? Is. We're all just going to sure. talk in grunts and clicks with emojis. Well, in California, I mean, in uh, Canada, there's a story right now. There's this son of this pastor, right? Right. Who, you know, the dad's a pastor as well. He's been arrested a number of times because he was speaking out against uh, Justin Trudeau. What they were doing, he had wow. sermons during the whole, you know, lockdown. Oh, yeah, Remember yeah, that yeah, guy? Yeah, yeah. His Remember, son was on uh, Fox, I think, over the weekend. Was he? Yeah, okay, talk right. about it. So now he, the son is twenty three. He's facing prison time because he's been criticizing Trudeau and the government of of Canada. Tucker wow. said this when he was still on Fox. Tucker said, "If you want to know the future of our country." Don't look to California. Everybody says, look to California. Nah. That's a, Look to Canada. He's right. and That's right. And w- when you think about that, are you done? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, there's a, there's a uh, I wrote this down because, and, and maybe we'll get into this some more later. A survey came out over the weekend. 44%, so let's just say half, mm, right. of millennials say that misgendering should be a criminal offense. <laughs> half wow. the millennial, half millennials in yeah. United States, half. Half. Half of them. And these are older folks. These aren't millennials sure. or 30s, early 40s. Sure. They say that misgendering somebody should be a criminal offense and you should go to jail. Now, I have a shirt that I wear, and every time I wear it, it gets, it gets comments. Whether I wear it in a post on social media or I'm out having lunch, it says, defend freedom, not feelings. Right. That's right. the shirt. Well, this is completely upside down, right? So these people are defending feelings over freedom (laughs) yes they are because feelings are your feelings are your reality man how you feel about stuff is the truth of it that's well they want to lock people up for misgendering something i'm not surprised by that the whole culture is focused on that idea that how you feel about stuff is truth i mean how else do you explain people feeling like a woman when they're a dude and that's their reality so it doesn't surprise me i mean i I think that crap's just going to get worse want to lock you up they're going to lock your ass up if you misgender somebody. Correct. I'm, I try Half to, the millennials I, in this country. I try to misgender at least one person a day. Well, <laughs> seriously. 
half the people, half the, the millennials in this country want to lock you up for misgendering somebody. Well, if that's yeah. how the millennials feel, you know, Generation Z is a thousand times worse. You got it. You know. And, and the generations that will follow will be just uh, like that's that. That's why I get, we've talked before, and you told me your <laughs> wife agrees with me. I'm glad I'm in my mid-50s at this right. particular moment in history. We're stepping off this planet eventually. That's right. I'll walk the rest of the way. Thank you. <laughs> that's right. Back in a minute, we're in Rima, KTSA. The Ramsey Reality Check is brought to you by... Let's just stay on a personal track for a minute. Sure. Just real brief here, if you don't mind. Sure. And then we'll get into some, some local news that is being made that I wanted to jump on. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Uh, first of all, tell me how your your taco went. <laughs> <laughs> tell tell me about it. I forgot about. That. Um. Uh. You know, we because I I've only tried barbacoa once, and that was when I first met my wife, and I didn't like it. Uh. And so we made a big deal over trying it one more time, and we went to actually what my wife says is a it was very good barbacoa at a place called Rio's and Helotas. So Sunday we went and got two pounds of barbacoa, and I sat down there and I had. She suggested the green salsa with a little bit of salt. I like pico de gallo and everything, so I put a little pico on there. And Trey, just too honky for barbacoa. I just can't do it, man. <laughs> too much of a nah. too much of a Yankee. It's yeah. I'm just too much of a white guy. And she she said it was very good barbacoa. My daughter said very good barbacoa. So right. it's not. Wasn't the quality of the barbacoa. It was me. <laughs> I just can't do it, man. I just can't do the cheek meat. I just can't do it. Not your thing. Nah. It's a little greasy for you. Yeah, it's something else. It's actually got an aftertaste to it you that, don't I, like that it. I don't like, you know. But each his own. Yeah. You know, not everybody's going to like it. I made some damn ribs in the crock pot oh, yesterday that made up for it, so it's all right. My first experience, just real quick. Sure. My yeah. first experience with barbacoa, I had just, Nancy and I had just married. Right. Right. And it might be like our, you know, first Saturday because I didn't go to the family stuff before we got married. So uh, she she didn't want she didn't want to screw it up by introducing me to anybody. So <laughs> you're not marrying that white boy. So anyway, I mean, her parents came here from Monterrey, Mexico, right, right, in 1918. Her grandparents in so 1918 yeah. grew up on the West Side, West wow. Houston, all that kind of stuff. I mean, we're talking West Side, you know, Mexican Americans, very right. famous. Uh, Pintura paint store owner, all that kind of stuff. Anyway, so um, the first Saturday after we were married, she says, hey, we're going to go to the folks' house. And the folks were the grandparents. Right. We're going to the folks' house on Saturday for barbecue. I said, hey, that's great. What time? <laughs> you know, because I'm thinking 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Ribs, chicken, right. brisket. Yeah. She said, no, uh, probably about 7 in the morning. I said, well, that's kind of early for barbecue. But maybe we're just going to stand around and drink beer all day and eat the barbecue in the afternoon. Oh, fine. That'll be great. <laughs> that's fine, well, too. That's Either what way. they call barbacoa. They call it barbecue. Oh, wow. So we get over there, walk in the front door. Oh, no. And the first thing is the house is full, right? Right. It's not just like her grandparents are there. Everybody in the family's <laughs> there. It's Saturday morning at Grandma's house. Right. Everybody's there. Walk in, and she or her uncles, two of her uncles, had the cow head on the drain no. board. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. And they're busting it open to get the oh, brains out. No. Yes, sir. No. And that's exactly what I said. I said, I ain't touching that. Mm. And there was one other white boy in the house. He was a <laughs> cop that was married to Nancy's sister. Right. Right. And so he looks at me, and I looked at him. I said, I ain't doing it. And he said, oh, you love it. I said, I ain't doing it. I ain't, it's not going to happen. He said, you love it. I said, no, no. Uh, so her grandmother come over to me, and she's probably about four foot nine. <laughs> she went, it's okay, mijo. I make you gringo breakfast. <laughs> <It's> okay. 
What's that? She said, you know, bacon, eggs, toast. Gringo said, breakfast. Great, perfect, great, great. Excellent. The first six months, I ate gringo breakfast. <laughs> and finally, the, other, the cop, you know, married to Nancy's sister, he says to me, you're a you-know-what, you know, a wussy without that, oh, without, oh, without right, the W. Right, right, If you don't try, at least try to take a bite. Uh, the barbacoa. The, and they made it fresh. This was right? six months later. Wow. I did, and I fell in love, and this white boy <laughs> became the guy that 3 o'clock on Saturday mornings, I was going off way on the west side right. to buy the barbacoa ah. before they ran out of it so I could take it to the family events. I, You know, I'm, I wish I liked because I, I, that's good. I'm glad, you know what I mean, because I wish I could eat it, but I just, I can't do it. Yeah. I can't do. What's up, everybody? I can't do menudo. I yep. can't even be in the same room with that crap. Right. But, hey, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it, but it, it really was a box check thing. You know, am I sure. am I a naturalized Mexican by marriage at this point, or am I still a cracker? You know, and it's like, well, I'm still a honk. Yeah, I can't do, the, can't do the barbacoa, man. But I tried. Well, that's good. That's why It's not for everybody, and I know plenty of Mexican-Americans who don't want it either. You know, so a, that's well, fine. I had a couple of people, because we posted about it, because we post about everything. We fart and we post about yeah. it. I had, uh, you know, several people... I don't like it either, yeah. you know, so I, you know, yeah, sure. it, to each his own. I wish I liked it because I think it's a really cool thing to get up on Sunday morning, <laughs> barbecue and Big Red. It's a tradition. I wish I loved it, but I just can't. This past Saturday, and this is going to lead me into my next little little talk here, but uh, this past Saturday, went and had breakfast with a friend of mine. I had barbacoa. I grabbed an extra pound with a dozen corn right. and took it to my mother-in-law and made sure that she had barbacoa on Saturday oh, morning. Right. You know, and so. Very cool. That's what Very you do. Cool. Anyway, um, okay, now, which leads me to my next thing. The heat's real. Yeah. Um, we, after we ate, and this was real early Saturday morning, we went for a little motorcycle ride. He and I did. Right. One of my best brothers. We rode up River Road uh, next to the Guadalupe. It was one of our favorite rides, right? Right. Got to the top of River Road, decided to turn around and come back down River Road. By the time we were coming back down River Road, everybody was awake and in their air-conditioned cars <laughs> going about 10 miles an hour up and down. And that's fine. I mean, you know, right. if you, want, you want to drive 10 miles an hour, that's fine. But you can't pass because you got a double yellow or you got mm. traffic coming. But on the right-hand side, if you try to pass, you're going to be in the river. So right. you know, you're not yeah, passing. It's not a good thing. And I'm, we're there on motorcycles with all that heat coming off the engine, trying to get down River Road and then back to 46 and you know all that kind of stuff to to make it to the house. Suffice to say, by the time we got home, I ended up in bed Saturday afternoon. Oh no! I think I had heat exhaustion. Oh no! I ended up in bed with, and it was we didn't get it, we got home at noon. I mean, it was we thought we were beating heat. You know? Right. And uh, I ended up in bed in the dark with the fans blowing on me, and the AC turned down about 60. And he was at his house, uh, passed out on the living room floor with fans blowing on him, too. Oh, man. And yesterday, Sean, I felt like crap all day. I, I had no strength, no energy, no stamina, no get up. Usually, you know me. Oh yeah, you know you, what I mean. You get off a bike, you're energized. And I, well, plus I'm just where I am. Let's well, go. Oh you yeah, know. you're, you know. <laughs> And you're you, not a sedate guy. Correct. You're, you're a pretty high energy dude. If you would have saw me yesterday, you would have taken me to the hospital. Wow. You would have thought this guy is in bad shape, and I felt like I was in bad. Shape. I at one point yesterday, uh, we had I made breakfast for Nancy, and I laid down for a little bit, and I thought I'm gonna get up and I'm gonna go to the hospital, and get a bag, and uh, get you know hi- hydrated, get a oh, bag. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You know, get a bag, 
And I, I didn't do it because you know, I drink water all day, every day. Every right. day of my life I drink water. So I was able to recover. But, man, I'm telling you, it was not pretty. It'll do it to you, man. It really you know, is God bad. bless you, but you feel better now. Oh, I mean, yeah. That, feel, it, yeah. It'll knock you off your, you know, I, I experienced when I first moved out here. Jason Aldean was on well, stage. I was just about to say, yeah, yeah, here's the story, man. He was on stage in Connecticut. <laughs> in freaking Connecticut, of all places. You, you wouldn't think it's not the Mojave Desert, you know. Right. Not Arizona. Right. Connecticut. He had to leave the show because of uh, heat exhaustion. It, it's like a wall when it hits you. You know, and I, you know, I've lived here long enough to where I've gotten used to the summers. I actually don't mind the heat at all normally. But the thing that keeps getting me is it's hot in the morning and it's hot even when the sun goes down. All the time. You know, because I, I, Monday and Wednesdays I sit and wait for my wife to get out of her class. And, oh, yeah. And, and, and normally it's like by the time she gets halfway through, it's cooling off and it's not oh. now it's weird so yeah. be careful out there we're well, sitting there with the heat coming off the pavement plus the heat of the motorcycle engine between your legs yeah that'll <laughs> you're lucky you didn't end up in the hospital dude it was it was rough it was a rough saturday yeah. afternoon and and for the most part yesterday so anyway everybody's be safe be careful all right we'll take a quick break we'll get back on track with uh, some local some local stuff we want to talk about to kick around a little bit we'll tell you about hicks uh, carpet one uh hickscarpet1.com I've been a friend and a fan of Larry Hicks for many, many, many years. Five generations of the Hicks family has been selling the ultimate in flooring right here throughout San Antonio and South Texas. And the family continues now with Sydney and Carlton and everybody else from the Hicks family with the largest and best selection of flooring in San Antonio at Hicks Carpet One. Quality hardwood flooring, if that's what you're looking for, They've got it in every size and color and description for you and your home. They have laminate. They have carpet. They have tile. But I got to tell you, if you really want to do a great job for your home, look at Luxury Vinyl Plank. Hicks Carpet One has the widest selection, the largest selection of Luxury Vinyl Plank. Million-plus homes are putting it in there because, you know what, you don't have to worry about it. You put it in if a pet has a uh, an accident or a kiddo has an accident or a husband has an accident with a Kool-Aid on a Saturday afternoon watching the game. You don't have to worry about it. You don't have to worry about this stuff. It's tough, and it looks great. And Hicks Carpet One has the beautiful guarantee, too. If you don't like your Carpet One flooring for any reason, Hicks will replace it for free. Check them out today, hickscarpet1.com. Sunny and hot today, 104 for the high. It's 78 right now, KTSA. Good morning. We've got a few trouble spots. Let's start. Where Sean Rima, KTSA. You know, Dolph Lundgren. Two words, Dolph Lundgren. I hate him. <laughs> I just hate him. I hate his guts. You know, he, I, he's he's a like a physicist or something like that. He's got a Ph.D., Technically, is Dr. Lundgren. He's 65 freaking years of age. He, he was partying in Greece this weekend. He still looks freaking great. And he just married some 26-year-old or something. Man, he just married a chick who was like 26. He's got two daughters, 21 and 27. Now he's got three. Now he's got... What? <laughs> Look, you know, I know he can do it because he's Dolph Lundgren, you know. But your now he's average, got three daughters. Your average 65-year-old <laughs> schmuck is not going to get a 25-year-old bride, you know, at the you age of 65. You could. Oh, hell you no. You could if you wanted to. I have to. no desire to have a 25-year-old well, bride. that is my point, is you know? that he that's what he wanted, so he went after it. 
I raised Wait, all the kids I want to raise. I, well, yeah, I'm you done know, with that. I, I don't know what the hell you talk about, you know. But he, like, you got Pacino just produced a child. Yeah. He's like ninety. He's older than Moses, and he, yeah. you know, with some young chick. Right. De Niro's got a new kid now. Yeah. And Dolph Lundgren just met. Who? D- Randy. Qu- uh, Dennis Quaid. Yeah. Another guy who's like pushing seventy, or maybe he is. He's got like a, a wife who's in his early early twenties. These guys, right. you know, I get it that they're rich and famous, and that's how things go. But what the hell do you talk about with somebody who's, you know, that young? What do you mean? I don't know what you mean. What I mean, you? come on. What you, what, and seriously, um, what? What? No, you have no mutual about. cultural or generational references whatsoever. Right. right. You're going to refer to the Godfather, and she's going to go, "What's that? Is that? <laughs> is that? Is that Uncle Joe?" So you did know, that come out when I Carly did? Right. You know? uh, no, no, no. You can't. You can't. No. I've had some very uh, well-known people here in our community, uh-huh. and if I said their names, everybody would know them, who left their wives late in life and and hooked up with, you know, married much younger women. I'm like, what? I don't get that. What What are you doing? I had a friend that used to say all the time, when my wife hits 50, I'm going to trade her in for 225s. Uh, and I used to say to him, what the hell for? What do you, why? why? Why would you want to raise more kids? Get <laughs> get your kids raised and get them out on their own. Don't worry about raising anymore, man. No, I don't get it, man. You know, and I looked at my wife. I think we were talking. I was like, you're, you're stuck with me, and I'm stuck with you. We're just stuck with each other, and we're fine. These guys that will S-can a long-term marriage oh, merely to hook up with some young chick. Nah. I don't get it, man. Stupid. Maybe maybe I'm just starting to get a little square in my old age. <laughs> well, you know, it could just, be. I don't, I don't get it. Well, let's, I don't know why you'd want the hassle. No, I talk to a 25-year-old right now. I can't understand what the hell they're talking about. Jimmy, let's give him uh, what, what 25-year-olds sound like. We just want to let you hear. <laughs> now, now, this one is not actually 25, but she's speaking to 25-year-olds, so this is what they expect. This is what they sound like. When we invest in clean energy uh. and electric vehicles and reduce population... More of our children can breathe clean air and drink clean water. Hey, that's how you would have to speak to your 25-year-old wife for her to understand. I think you. she identifies as a 25-year-old <laughs> idiot. Correct. You know, I wow, population reduction. That's what we need, Kamala. Let's start with you. So, I'm just saying. Yeah. Popula- she just kind of tosses that out there, population reduction. Hey, what's that mean? Well, you know, and Joe, when he was leaving Finland on Friday, Ugh. he did this thing where he noshed all over a little baby's arm, Eesh. and then he smelled her hair and all that stuff. But prior to doing that, he gave a little speech about how things went with, you know, they're trying to bring in into NATO, they're trying to bring Ukraine into NATO right. and all those kind of things. So he was trying to explain how NATO was going to expand and how many countries were going to be in NATO, which meant Joe was going to have to use numbers. (laughs) Here he is. Soon NATO will be the 32nd freestanding, have 33, 32 freestanding members. Standing together to defend our people. Okay, that's church. enough. He sounds like a 19-year-old pothead. It doesn't make any sense at all. That doesn't make any sense at all. No, 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 no. He's truly the the guy from uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. He uh, is. You know, bring me another pizza. Um, that didn't make any sense at all. No, 32 freestanding 32. Uh, uh, yeah. no. If I if you isolate audio from him every now and again yeah. and not know what the context is, oh, man, drive you have you no idea what he's talking about. Drive you crazy. I have no idea what that man was talking about you uh in your review of um, of the movie sound of freedom we were talking about 
the you know the movie in itself and how it was not you know like a Hollywood major production. I, I mean, it was an okay movie. Right, yeah. right, 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 right. Uh, and and then we were saying you know um, the message is the lead on it. The movie's not the lead, so on and so forth. And you brought up rightly. Well, what <clears throat> what happens? You know, we I'm hoping that something happens out of this movie. And I said I, I'm thinking that everybody is is faced with a decision anybody who sees it is faced with a decision you that's your decision point is which way are you going to go with this and you rightly said well but they didn't offer anything a friend of mine just sent me a note from their ig page from the sound of freedom ig page and they do uh, they do do. yeah oh good yeah here it is learn about existing anti-trafficking policies and legislation Consider contacting your elected state representatives to support legislation and combat crimes. Support for support. This is just how to how to contact your representatives and stuff is here. And then it says, now that you've seen the sound of freedom, you're probably wondering how you can help combat child right, trafficking. Right. While we encourage you to do your own research and learn how you can make an impact in your own community, here are some resources to get started. Click this link for the. Uh, all the research. So they do, right. they're offering on the website. You're right. Yeah. Right, on, right. Right. They didn't do it well, on good. the movie, but right. on their well, good. I on mean, their website, they're yeah, offering. You know, I mean, you, you, that's there you, go. you gotta have something to do. Yeah. <laughs> there you what go. do you do? So you know, apparently so they're offering. Good on them. I didn't know that either. A friend of mine right. just sent, sent me the link, so that's pretty cool. Well, a crap load of people are seeing it. I, 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 I mean, are we even gonna take a bet on it overtaking the Mission Impossible movie this weekend? I think it probably will. I do too. I you really know. believe that. You know, t- t- Tom Cruise met his peak this past weekend. Yeah, yeah, and I and I think you know, and I read this somewhere that you know, you look at the Maverick movie, and that was really a different experience because nobody had seen a Top Gun movie in thirty-five years. Right. He rolls out these MIs every few years. Yeah. I've I've lost track. I've only probably seen three of them. Right. They're good movies. Yeah. I mean, if you're into popcorn crap blowing up and Tom Cruise jumping off of cliffs, they're great. He's really, really good at that stuff. But Tom Cruise, let me let me go back to being Archie sure. Fartsy just for a yeah. second. Tom Cruise is a phenomenal actor. Yes, he is. If I mean Tom Cruise can really ha- he has the chops. He's been in the business his whole life. He's an artist. He can real when he has to really really act. I I would I just again the artsy farts of me artsy fartsy part of me wants to see more. I want to see Tom Cruise act in a movie that's not about crap blowing up. I'd love to see him do a small character driven piece. You know, kind of like Magnolia that he was in and and uh, what was uh, the other one that you you can't handle the truth with oh, Nicholson. Uh, 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 Oh, uh, uh, few good men. Yeah, that, that uh, born was... on the fourth of July. Yeah, he was amazing. Yeah, yeah, you know? yes. and I'd love to see him do more acting pieces. He's he's sixty one now, yes. so he's got a long <laughs> career yet to come. Right, right. He does his own stunts. Yep. The last when he was doing when he was shooting this one, and he wanted to do like the motorcycle scene and all those kind of things. He went to his stunt director, and uh, and uh, and said, you know, because uh, the born. Uh, Oh gosh, the born conspiracy guy. Born, I oh Matt Damon. Matt Damon, they're friends, and Matt Damon asked him about that, and he's he said, uh, what what did uh, what did your uh, uh, guy tell you when you said you you, you were going to do all these stunts yourself? And the guy said, well, you can't do it. You know, the stunt coordinator told him, you you're not allowed to right. do that. You're the big A. You can't do that. And and Jason Bourne asked him, he said, well, what do you mean? What would you do? He said, well, I got a new director. <laughs> Fired that one. But he gave, he gave his staff, everybody on the staff, coconut cake. 
I don't know why. I don't know what the what the significance <laughs> is. But everybody on staff got coconut cake and free skydiving lessons. Wow. <laughs> I saw that it, he's doing this thing in this movie called speed flying, which yeah. I which he has. It's a parachute thing. Yes. Where you're skimming across the earth at above about fifty to hundred feet above the ground, going really really fast I'd in a parachute. To. I'd love to. No, it's all right. Uh, <laughs> The excitement for me is putting my heating pad on high. You know, that, that's that's about as exciting as I want to get. We'll take a quick break, and uh, Warren Rima continues right off the bottom of the hour news. Foundation Support Specialist, foundationsupportspecialist.com. Protecting your foundation is so important. Getting out ahead of foundation failure and foundation problems is so important as well. At foundationsupportspecialist.com, that's exactly what they do. They give you a free inspection of your foundation. Because if you don't, if you if you get behind on this and you start to have failure with your foundation, the next thing you know, two by fours, framing start to come loose, the joists start to come loose. You know, you start to notice cracks in the sheet sheetrock, ceilings cave in. I'm not making this up. All this can happen regardless of what you're on, pier and beam, or whether you've got uh, post tension slab or you've got steel slab, whatever you got, you need to make sure that it's okay. And that's why our friends at FoundationSupportSpecialist.com offer you a free, no obligation whatsoever, foundation inspection. So get in touch with them online. Book your appointment with FoundationSupportSpecialist.com and have them come out and do that inspection for you. And at least you'll have the peace of mind knowing it's all good. FoundationSupportSpecialist.com. New iMart Express customer. Yeah. A song about motorcycles. Oh, is it? Yes, sir. I did not know that. Well, or hot rides or whatever. Right. Oh, yeah, baby. Excellent. So freight train derailment in Pennsylvania prompts evacuations of nearby residents and businesses. No injuries or known hazards to public in White Marsh Towns of Pennsylvania. Here we go again. All these people had to pack up and split in the middle of the night last night because another hazardous train derailment in Pennsylvania. Well, Trey, you know, we have thousands of these every year. I don't know why you QAnon weirdos are making you trans-hating QAnon weirdos making a big deal over another train derailment. I I saw that we're sitting here watching it. I'm like, my God, yeah. why Once is again, this happening so much? By the way, may I just point out that this is uh, the one in Ohio, it's Palestine, uh, President Biden, uh, President Pedo, uh, <laughs> Joe Obama has yet to go. He has still, and he said, I'm going to go, and he has yet to go. Now, he's been to London, he's been to Finland, he's been Finland. to, yeah, and I could go <laughs> on and on. The places he's been to that yeah. you know tra- require a lot of travel. But not East Palestine. He's been to Won't Finland, go. but not East Palestine. That's correct. Ohio. Into Ukraine. Yeah. Been to Ukraine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I. So. What's going on? I have. I mean, I'm in my mid fifties. You're a little older. Have you ever nope. seen a time in American history where we had? I mean, it used to be you'd hear about a derailment once in a great while. We're having derailments, and we're having food processing plants blown up, yeah. or airplanes flying in, single engine airplanes flying into food processing plants, wiping out all the chickens oh, yeah. and all the eggs. This is happening all over the country. It's happening all the time, and they don't care. Pete Buttigieg is too busy with his fake nipples feeding his kids. <laughs> He's, he's too busy with his. He's too busy with his yeah. fake breast. Yeah. You don't hear from that guy. You rarely no. hear from that guy anymore. No, he care. You're not going to hear from that guy over this. Uh-uh, no. Um. So now the Spurs announced over the weekend that they want a new stadium to play in. Why? Yeah. Why? Well, 
I've been around long enough to follow this one for quite some time. They, first of all, they had the arena. And yeah. while it was not ideal, uh, they could have made some improvements, and they would have been downtown, which is what they want now. But that wasn't going to do. Why? Because they built the Alamo Dome without a tenant. <laughs> Henry Cisneros said the Alamo Dome was going to be the greatest baseball facility on planet Earth. Oh, wow, really? Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. And that's how he sold it. Well, if you've ever been inside the Alamo Dome, it's square. You can't play <laughs> baseball in a square. It's an impossibility. <laughs> I didn't know that. That's interesting. Yeah, oh yeah, no, that was a, that was his big thing. But they moved the Spurs in there and they immediately oh. immediately tore down the arena. Immediately. Like boom, bombs started going off. Let's take this thing to the ground. And they totally got rid of the arena so that they could never go back. Now they had a tenant for the Alamo Dome to keep the Alamo Dome afloat because they didn't have anybody in there. Right. It was the Spurs. But they played half the Alamo Dome. They, t- they put a curtain across half the Alamo Dome, and that's how they played for years and years and oh, years. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Well, that wasn't good enough, obviously. So we got to build a place for the Spurs. So was it Gene Bender? I don't remember Gene, uh, Gene Powell. Gene Powell and Rick Pitch – Come over, Gene's one of the greatest architectural minds in San Antonio, and Rick Pitch from the Spurs. They came here and met with me, mm-hmm. said, hey, we want to build a new facility. We want to go right out here off of Starcrest or what is this, Starlight Terrace, whatever, and I-35 at Thousand Oaks, and that's where we want to put it. There's, there was an old quarry, mm-hmm. the Longhorn Quarry, they wanted to put it in. People wouldn't go for it, and it wasn't going to fly. They said, we're going to, all these hotels are going to come in. It's going to be beautiful when we do it. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. That's where Gordon Hartman went and built the soccer stadium, oh, Hero okay. Stadium, right. Wonderland, Morgan's Wonderland. That's where they were going to put. I know where that is. That, yeah. Before that, all that existed, that's where they were going to put the right. AT&T oh, wow. Center. So they ended up going to the east side, and they got with Nelson Wolf, who had perennially was the, the county judge, and uh, told Nelson, uh, we're going to do this, and it's going to be the forever home. So Nelson pushed it through. Forever home right. here on Houston Street commerce it's going to be great and we're they're going to build hotels once we build this place and <laughs> there's going to be restaurants and bars they're going to spring nah. and i said it's not going to happen you're not going to build up the place around it like that so now now the new thing is we want to move downtown we want to build a a spurs arena downtown and a missions stadium oh, right next man. door. And my God, you know what's going to happen, Sean? Hotels are going to spring up. We're no. going to have a sports district with a bunch of bars and stuff. And Wimby is going to have a place to play. Now, the Spurs have always, always, their MO is when they want to do this, when they want something out of the taxpayers, well, if you don't, we're going to leave. And remember, we just went through two years of them saying, we might go to Mexico City, we might go to Austin. We're going to play some games in Austin. <laughs> they did this to us before, right? Right. Where I might, it was back during the Tim Duncan years, I might take Tim Duncan and leave here if you don't do it. And that's when we built the AT&T Center. No, don't take Tim and leave. And now we're hearing this is going to be built for Wimby. First of all, you don't build a stadium for any player. We all remember Kawhi. He, yeah. He was here for 10 minutes and split. As quick as he could get out of here, he went to California. Remember? Right, yeah. Plus, they could get injured. God forbid, mm. but they could get injured. So you're not doing it for him. You don't build a stadium, a, spurt, a sports stadium in downtown where there's no parking. Where I That was st- stupidity. That was my immediate thought. Where the hell are you going to park? Absolute stupidity to try to go into downtown and build a, a sports stadium. Doesn't make any sense at all. However... 
if the Spurs want to do this in combination with the missions that were bought by Nolan Ryan, David Robinson, right, all those big right. guys now own the missions, that's fine. Let them do it. Not with taxpayer money. Not with your money. Not with my money. If you want to have a stadium, you guys build the stadium. You tell us what you're going to do with the AT&T Center because right now what the Spurs are doing is every couple of years, they're coming along and they're saying, we need a new place, we need a new place, we need a new place, and if you don't give it, we're going to leave. Well, guess what? They're leaving a trail of empty buildings behind them. <laughs> Apparently, based yeah, upon the are. history just put out there. I yeah. mean, yeah, my, my God, man. Yeah. And, th- and that area, again, look, I, I rarely go downtown. And one of the major reasons I rarely go downtown is the, the freaking parking is a nightmare. Okay, it just plus there's all the construction that's going on. I, that's going to be a mess. I, I don't really give a crap about the Spurs anymore, so I don't I don't care where they go. You know, be, put them in a food truck for all I care. But don't move the missions. The, the missions thing I have heard about. They want to move the missions downtown, next to the Spurs stadium. Next to the Spurs stadium. That's stadium. what they want. I. You know what? I first off, I love the missions. We go every year. Okay, you you will people you'll lose half the people that go see the missions, and I'll tell you why. Where it is right now is stupidly easy to get to. It's stupidly easy to get to from most parts of town. It's it's always got good part. You can all you always know you're going to park. It's not hard to get to. You make that you make the missions hard to get to, and I think it's really going to affect their tickets. Sure, will, and that's the same thing that's going to be with the yeah. with the Spurs. You can't get. The Spurs fans in downtown. I used to go downtown. Nancy and I would go downtown at least twice a month, two weekends out of a month. And we did that for years. In fact, to the point where we were looking at, you know, people have vacation homes. We were going to get a vacation apartment in downtown San Antonio. (laughs) We were going to get an apartment down there, live out in the suburbs, but go down there for the weekends. And when I'll never forget this. We showed up for something, some event. And I was there for probably 15 minutes to MC an event. Hello, this is Trey, and this is so-and-so. And I left, and it was $40 to park no, at, I, the, at the South Bank. So I, no. I haven't been back since, except for I dropped her off for a travel leaders conference downtown right. last year. And all the homeless, all mm, the druggies, bad. all the bad people living on the streets, and you could have put your San Antonio Spurs in downtown San Antonio. No, you're not. Good it's luck not with that. It's not going to happen. They're I dreaming. Don't, I don't know which would be the worst business decision, firing Tucker or moving yeah. <laughs> the Spurs into that part of town, man. But, but if they want to use their own money and, and do it out of their own pocket, I really don't care. I really – that's free market. Hey, right. have at it. I really don't care. I, I don't follow the Spurs <laughs> anymore. I don't pay attention to the Spurs. I want to because I want to like this new guy. Right. I told you that. But I'm not going to. As long as Pop is there, I've made a commitment that I'm not going to follow these guys. But as far as now that they're wanting to get back into taxpayers' uh, hip pocket to build nah. another stadium, that's that's <coughs> lunacy. If you allow this, San Antonio, if you allow them back in your hip pocket to steal from you again to yeah. build another stadium that, that in a couple of years' time they're going to come back and tell you we need another new building, you ought to catch on to these guys real quick because that's what they're doing. If you allow that to happen, you get what you deserve. Yeah, and don't move Sean's missions either, man. It's so easy to get there. Please don't. Please. Downtown. I like the right word is, You got to take a bus. No, I won't go. In the summer and sweat I, your okay, butt look, off. I can tell you right now, if it moves downtown, we probably won't go. It's so easy to, to do it right now. It's cheap and easy and they're a great team. It's fun to watch. 
You move it downtown, that puts a whole other dynamic in play. It makes no sense. No, it doesn't. No, no, I can't figure out any sense at all. Where where they should have considered quite some time ago is New Braunfels. Because then they can pull from San Antonio. They oh, right. From, they can the pull Spurs. from Mexico because yeah. the international flavor. Right. They can also pull from Austin and Dallas right there in New Braunfels. Go out there and improve the airport that's on the east side of 35, making an international airport where jets can come in. Right. Those wealthy guys. And build your stadium right there in New Braunfels. Now you can attract everybody. Well, there's two issues with what you say. It's both logical and reasonable, <laughs> and that doesn't seem to be at play here. Okay. So San Antonio, if you let them, if you give them the money to do it, you, you get what you deserve, another empty building, because they're uh, going to come back to you in five years and say we need another building, and five years, another building, and five years, another building. Don't mess with my flying junglers, <laughs> man. I got the bumper sticker. Amogee <laughs> Bank, they've got the money to loan, and they've got the business expertise. If you are in a family-run business or you want to be in a family-run business, I hope you'll get in touch with them. You'll turn to Amogee. They are your family bank. They understand families. They know what it's like to work with families. They love helping families. It's a real passion of theirs to help families, and they're ready to help your family today. Whether it's loans or lines of credit, we opened up uh, another account for uh, Annabelle over the weekend, whether it's something like that or whether it's something that you are dreaming about for a business business. They can help you at Amogee Bank and they can help your money stay safe and grow. They can also get you the money that you need. Uh, they've got more than $12 billion in assets, so they're strong, solid, and firm at Amogee. It's Amogee Bank, Amogee NA, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Can you imagine selling your home and getting paid twice? You guys are doing a great job. And FM 1071. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Jimmy. You're right. I'm wrong. What happened? Jimmy just wrote me an email. Trey, I love you like a brother, but shut the hell up about bringing more stuff to New Braunfels. We, we, uh, we don't need anything else up here. We are full. We definitely don't need that a-hole pop in our town. Thank you, Jimmy. Uh, you're, you're right. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't wish him off on anybody else. And you're right about being full. You guys in New Braunfels, I ride up there quite a bit right. on a motorcycle. You guys are full. There's no doubt. You're oh, full. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You need to put a no vacancy sign out <laughs> New problems. We're full up, man. No vacancy. Uh, no, no room. No, I, I don't make it out of my neighborhood 90% of the time. So <laughs> I'm, I'm fine with that, man. I'm fine with it. <sighs> I like sitting on my butt in my neighborhood and not going anywhere. What you going to talk about today? Well, I'm going to kind of get a little more in-depth about seeing the sound of freedom. Uh, and, and also, I had another sort of bland cinematic experience I want to talk about. Oh, yeah. Uh, just, you know, I, and also my experiences with barbacoa over the weekend. It's it's Monday. I'm going to try to take it a little easy. Oh, gunslinger tickets. Yeah. we got Because you were giving some out. Yes, I, mean, I guess we'll give some on Wear and Ryman this week. And I, yeah. we, I got a – they have a first responders night on yeah. or afternoon game on Saturday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's big. Uh, all, and, all first responders get in for free. Yeah. They get in for free. What a – uh, you just show up at two thirty with your ID. You gotta right. claim it by two thirty. So yeah, yeah, so I'm gonna give some tickets away over the over the week and uh, and do that. But beyond that, Trey, I, I never know what the hell I'm gonna talk about. <laughs> why don't? That's, that's my superpower. So, so Sean's like, why do you ask me? I have no idea. <laughs> why do you ask me? Quit asking me. <laughs> why do you? Got, I've got all the scribbles on this clipboard that'll hopefully get me to eleven. So. I knew you were gonna talk about the movie because yeah. that was something you saw on Friday. Yeah, and uh, everybody's gonna. Be anxious to hear what you got to say about that. So. Well, I I, 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 th I don't know if I mentioned this on our show about I saw Asteroid City as well. Uh, you didn't mention that, but I knew yeah. that you had. You, you so I, out the area. I'm going to talk about that as well. That was <laughs> you know. kind of weird. 
Well, I, again, I was kind of underwhelmed by that one. It's, a lot of it's getting a lot of accolades. It's probably going to get some Oscars, and I thought we were all kind of like, eh. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, like I told you, when we saw Sound of Freedom, I told Nancy as we were walking to the theater, I said, it's too bad that Hollywood sucks so bad because the theaters are really kind of cool, kind of cool the with a laid-back chair. Great. You punch a button on the seat, and they bring you food yeah. and drinks to the, to the chair. Theaters are great. It's just the product stinks. The movies are crap. The yeah. theaters are great. I told you, you know, throw show the show the World Series in there. Show the Final Four in there. <laughs> show well, the yeah, Daytona 500. Yeah, it would be great. you yeah. badass. Right. Have a good day. Thank you, brother. We'll see you tomorrow. I love you, San Antonio. Here's Justin Ware. Bye.